Welcome to Three Mums Podcast, hosted by Natalie, Anthea, and Charlene. This is a space where you'll get nothing but real conversation. This is your moment to pause, have a laugh, get involved, and come on our journey. Open, honest, and free always. Hashtag the Three Mums way. is the end of season one ah it's exciting episode number six my name is exciting guys isn't it not girls ladies Uh, my name is Charlene and yeah we're going to kick back off today and I'm going to be handing back to Natalie who's going to be kind of sharing a personal experience with you guys and we're all going to try and it's going to be great how are you all doing anyway then yeah yeah I'm good I'm and how's your been so far, guys? It's been for me. It's been um, yeah, it's been alright to be fair. It's been alright. Just getting back into the the mode of school run and you know everything else. It's just it's fine. It's fine. And this is an addition, a good addition to what is going to be a very, I guess, jam packed. But then. Yeah, it's a necessity. So yeah, making the time, not even making the time because I can't make time, finding the time to to get this got done and yeah, it's good. It's good. What about you, Shaz? I'm feeling good. Um, I just recently, you know, when you guys hear this, my music would have been well out, but I released my second single of the year last year. So I'm just, it's just really good ladies to get stuck back in and work again. And yeah, Talia is eight and a half half months yes eight and a half months my mind went blank um and it's just been nice to, as much as I love being with her it's just been nice to just do some stuff that's just baby free and this is a massive part of that so have to also highlight for those who are watching on YouTube we did not plan this coordination this keeps no. happening like <laughs> I saw your outfit and I was just like oh my days and that's with my father and I'll put this disclaimer out as well I'm actually going to say guys that 
these episodes are going to share elements of truth that have created who Natalie, myself, Anthea and Charlene are. And it's our truth. So if you hear us mention names, if you hear us even mention certain scenarios or periods in our life, it's not to put a shame or a negative um, overtone upon that person. It's just us reliving our truth from those moments. And that's, you know, that's just to put yeah. that out there. I know that there's people that's going to listen that might want to clutch onto one little negative thing we've, what we've raised. Remember that we're, we're also telling you something that happened in the past. It means it doesn't define our current present or our future. And then we might share stuff that defines our present, but we're also working through it and living it. But it's our truth. And that's what this space is about. So yeah, um, an amazing relationship with my, my dad up until like 12. Um, I was I would say the child that was the academic one. So extremely sporty, but you know, when it came to education, I just got it. Things just made sense. I, you know, I, it just made sense. Schoolwork was not hard for me. I loved school. I was an overachiever. Um, but I was very much raised with tough love, is the word. If, if I'm going to categorize it, tough love. I never received praise for all those achievements. It was always like, that's what you're meant to do. That's how it should be. Do you understand? And how can you do better? And and it was all, and I could have got an A, and the next question would be, well, next time you need to get an A star. So just to put context into that, you know, and um, I remember hitting like 13 years old, it was year eight in school. And once again, I started secondary school my first year, which is absolutely amazing. And hitting year eight, and um yeah just not really caring that much anymore I you know just wanted to have a bit of fun I think that's what you know my peers were joking about and I just wanted to have fun like and I remember going and I remember this particular teacher who my science teacher and I mean I would step into the classroom and before I might that literally my foot through the door but I'm going to the back and it call me to right to the front to sit at the front and I just was, I remember going to parents even and telling my mum that she's picking on me, you know, and I just say, when it comes to, like, when it comes to there being an issue with a school or a teacher or anybody, when I tell you my dad will fight hard, like, when it Big came up, to Dennis. as much as my mum, yeah, as much as my mum um, always supported us when it came to those scenarios, you're getting daddy down to school, like, my, you know, so I'm like, you need to speak to his teacher, he picks on me every time I go into the classroom, you know, he's instantly on me, like, I just felt like I couldn't breathe in this, in this person's class. And I remember going in a class and like, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see me now, like, and I'm like sitting there, like, get me watching, you know, you watch you, like, what, you know, as my dad's about to, my dad's about to ask him what's going on. Cause my daughter is expressing that you're picking on, I don't like what I'm hearing. And the teacher bold face turned around and he's like, well, I am. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, I do pick on her your daughter frustrates me so much because she's so intelligent and she's such a, you know, a, 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 an amazing student and she just wasted in her life. She's playing about with these kids. At, and in that moment, None I could have <laughs> drunk so small. But I'm raising this because as a result of that, I ended up getting on my first, first time ever being like grounded. But this grounding went on for time. It now just became like every bit of my existence was a reason to ground me. And I remember like it started off like two weeks to a month. And eventually, I'm not going to lie, it was like nearly six months I was grounded. And there's so many other reasons that contribute to that, that I wouldn't say I contributed to. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that planted a seed. 
because what I couldn't grasp was all these years I'd done amazingly well like and never got mm. praise for it. it was never I never got a well done I never got a and then and, and I need to put even more context when I say I wasn't doing well in school we're talking C's like we're, we're talking C's when so I wasn't getting A's I wasn't getting B's it was at a C level it wasn't you know we're not talking E's mm. and F's and unclassified like so let's get this into context and there was no sort of moment of reasoning with me to try and understand where I was at bearing in mind puberty adolescence there's so many other things that come into context but those discussions were not had with me um and yeah I think from there on out our relationship became strained, very, very strained. Like, you know, I if my dad was in the room, I'm not going in the room. Do you understand what I'm saying? Should I wait till he leaves? And this just progressively got worse over the years. I remember starting college now. Um, and once again, you're forming your own identity. I remember like knowing that when I went to college, I wanted my short haircut. I cut my hair from primary school, from secondary school. I knew I wore glasses. I knew I wanted contact lenses. Like, you know, and I remember working all summer, getting a job and working all summer that I could get my contact lenses get the clothes I wanted to wear for college I had this identity I wanted of myself and it's so deep that this guy was the first person to ever approach me I remember going to like is that the induction or something and seeing a girl I used to go to school with and this guy was like introduced introduced not my type in any way shape or form but flatter <laughs> Just, no, I mean, no, I'm not gonna lie to you. He wore crazy mosh, not my type. I do statement, understatement. Yeah, like not everyone in the room needs to know the brand of clothing you're wearing. That's just not my style in that sense. You know, even his hairstyle, just it, he was not my type. I need to express this in every way, <laughs> in every way, you know, context. Like, and um, he um, but he was flattering, it was nice, it was just like okay, and then. I remember like kind of making it clear I wasn't really interested and he just backed off and literally for a year we just spoke of it on the phone do you know what I mean like loads of guys I got to know and whatever else in college and you know I would like to say I was very popular but and it's just weird like obviously as that time progressed with just talking every now and then on the phone like I said home life was more strained and um I remember it was so weird. I remember with my, my good friends at the time in college and he must have been talking to somebody and I must have made a comment like, and she was just like, why do you care? Do you get what I mean? And I was like, I, I, I don't. Like, it's just like, do you like him? And I was like, no, like, you know, but whatever. Anyway, started to talk to him a bit more. And eventually like a couple would say it was like, yeah, started going out with each other. But even then it was joke. It was. It, it wasn't nothing serious in my mind. And fast forward to about maybe five months later, I'm, I, I'll never forget, I was actually at my cousin's house and she happened to be talking about my current husband, who I was always still good friends with, and he was seeing a girl at that time. And once again, she made a comment about their relationship or something. And I was like, yeah, if you think it's nice, then whatever. And she was like, why are you responding like that? And I was like, I'm not responding any old way. And she's like, you know, don't you approve? And I was like, he can, you know, Anthony can go out with whoever he wants to go out with. But, and it's so random her asking me, like, could you see yourself marrying the guy that you're with? Bearing in mind, I'm only 18 years old at this time. And I was like, this is going to sound so weird, but like, as young as this relationship is, it's only five months in. I know my dad doesn't like him. And even though I'm not close to my dad, I couldn't mm. see myself marrying a man I don't 
uh, that he doesn't approve of. But, and it's like, she was like, so why, you know, we, oh, there was loads of other things she discussed, but she was like, why are you with him? And I was like, I don't know, I love him, innit? Do you get what I mean? But at that exact moment, I felt like I should have come out of this relationship, but I didn't. And the root of that was his home had become a safe haven for me. Like, you know, I don't wow. know if you guys can relate in any of your relationship, but it became a safe haven. It was somewhere to go. I, his mum was so loving and warm. Like, I felt valued. I felt, you know, like my presence was was important and I didn't feel that way at home and I didn't get that at that season of my life at home and fast forward you know gonna quickly skip through this story but the irony is that later on in that year he then so by September he then told me he had cheated and got another girl pregnant and this is where I you know know, we've said it before we're churchills the heart of who we are you know is is Jesus and I, I remember asking him when she got pregnant and it happened to be in the month of April at that exact same time that my cousin had asked me why I'm with him and and in my mind I felt mm. to come out of a relationship but I talked myself out of it oh, because he'd never done anything to me there was no reason to come out of the relationship mm-hmm. but now I look back there was a there was a, there was some there was that was I guess holy spirit kind of trying to get me out there was no need for you to even go down this road of pain you're about to embark on but I couldn't leave it because it also fed a whole need within myself and I would not say I was a a young person with low self-esteem or needy would have ever even put myself in the category of someone who was codependent Mm -hmm. and I still ask myself to this day was that real love because the pain like that ripped through my heart and my soul when I found out this man cheated, like, and it, I'll never forget, like, he told me the day, he picked me up from work, and then I remember crying all night, I remember coming home and crying, and my mum and my sister asked me what's going on, and my dad's coming home and kind of hearing the crying in the room and coming and saying, you know, to my mum, what's she crying for? And my mum said, oh, he's cheated. And my dad just looked at me and just left the room, didn't say anything. And it was like, that was like the exact moment that I needed that fatherly hug. Like I'm actually going to get emotional because it's so deep. Wow. Oh and it's, it's, it's amazing because as I, do you know what I did the next day? I called this guy and when I met him, even though he's hurt me more than anybody has ever hurt me in my life. But why? And it's like, ultimately I'm like, why did I go? But the root of that love was that codependence. Like, it, you know, I... And it took me nearly a wow. year to come out of that. Um, wow, come out of that relationship, but still craving what I really, really was from my dad. And knowing mm. that I'd never actually ever done, and not knowing how I got here. Not, I wasn't that chick. Like, I don't know how to express this anymore. Like, I weren't that girl that, do you know what I mean? Guys could take them, you know, I don't know how to, I'm not, I don't, how to, I don't want to word this to offend any woman listening, but I wasn't gullible. I wasn't, easy to pull the wallet like you know that I was very very strong in who I was I knew who I was you know and I found myself in this relationship and there's multiple things that no I'm not willing to share at this present moment that took place in that relationship but yeah like the pain I felt at such a young age I it was not necessary but it was as a result where you know I wasn't being affirmed in certain areas at a very key stage in my 
my life and my development as a teenager. So yeah, I just, I, the question I'm asking even myself is, was it real love? Can it ever be real love if it was formed out of codependence? And what's wow. you guys' opinion on that subject? Do you know what I mean? Can you relate to it? Have you ever experienced it? You know, it's mad, but I do look back now and I'm like, I still would say it was love, but it never would have gone that far. And I don't think I would have ever struggled to break away the way that I did if the love was being felt in the, actually the area I really craved it most, which was from my father at that time, which I would like to add now. <laughs> I have a fantastically amazing relationship with and we've repaired all of those things. And that was around the age of 21. But that's part of my story. That's part of it. And, and that moment shapes how I love my children. You know, that that moment shapes how I care for them. That moment shapes the discussions I have with them because I never, ever want them to ever feel the pain I felt in that season. I get that they're going to make choices that I can't control, but I never want it to be from a lack of what they're not getting at home. So, yeah, what, what's what's you guys' opinion? Can I, just, can I just tag at the end of that? So it's what's so deep because this is just real, you know. For those who follow us on Instagram, we get loads of comments when we post our parents <laughs> and our family and... You know, no family is perfect. And no. um, it's just amazing looking back now because daddy's just so great. But mm-hmm. no, it, I actually saw a meme once and it said like, isn't it funny how when you get older, you just realize how much your parents weren't perfect and they were figuring mm-hmm. stuff out and mm-hmm. they didn't have all the answers. Just like, you know, we don't have all the answers, but you know, you look at your parents and you kind of put them, I certainly did, but it's like Pedestals. your parents are people just like us. Now we're adults, we have the children and we're navigating stuff. And it, you know, it's just, it's just beautiful to look back and be like, see the growth and no one's perfect. And it's, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ram? Yeah, I would, yes, there's definitely similarities in terms of um, what you've spoken about, Nat. So I think for me, when I reflect on my relationship with my um, father, it was, it was, I would, I would say I had, I've, I have, and I had a really good relationship with him, but similar to you, I can now say probably late much later on in life that maybe I needed a little bit of guidance in terms of that father-daughter conversation you know as to you know guiding me in making certain choices of the type of man the type of of time I guess type of boyfriend and I just and I don't ever recall having that type of father-daughter conversation and I'm not sitting here trying to pin blame on any anybody I mean what I saw within my own household was uh mother father marriage married from quite a young age you know um my dad very very much devoted to the church my mum you know walking alongside him but yet she had you know the children the home and yes it, I would say there was there was a good balance there between them but then in terms of like as Nat said just certain affirmations about you know choices for when you become an adult and certain things and even in adolescence stage when you're you're still finding yourself you're still forming you're still growing I don't recall yeah I I, I don't recall I didn't have it and it has made me reflect and think could that be, you know, 
the reason or one of the reasons as to why I've made such poor choices, you know, and because like with my mum and my dad, it literally was my mum and my dad and there was, there's there's no in between. They haven't like Mm. had multiple relationships. Well, that's what they've told me anyway. (laughs) 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 Sorry, mum, sorry, dad. But no, on, on a serious note, they didn't have multiple relationships. And I remember just, yeah, being young and going like I do not want a boyfriend I do not want this because I wanted to stay wholesome I wanted to just guard my heart I wanted to be I just didn't want the exposure of even experiencing any kind of heartbreak so for the long time I was like anti-boys I just I wasn't interested at school when all the girls were like oh you've got a boyfriend I was like no not interested you know I just I just wanted to protect myself and I think it's because I wasn't educated I didn't have the 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 nuggets of wisdom on to how to as you have said navigate through certain situations so I I feel that um yeah if maybe in hindsight I don't know if I had had that guidance or if it was even there to give in the first place I don't know because I guess sometimes there's certain things in within our culture that is passed down through generation and generation. Maybe it's just that my dad didn't know how to, or even my mum didn't know how to. So I can't blame them. And one thing I will say is that they've always given me free scope to make my own choices. And in making my own choices, I then have to own them if I've made the wrong choice. So I, I think that's the only thing that I can say and that's that I can relate to that, yeah, if there was that little bit of guidance, maybe, maybe, you know, things could have turned out a little bit or slightly differently mm. for me. But at the end of the day, like I said, I own, I own my choices. I've owned my yeah. path and yeah, it's who I am now. And I'm not ashamed of that. Can I so just say... Sorry, Nats. Oh, no, no, because I'm going to change oh, the subject. You go ahead. I was just going to say, um, so would you say in any of those earlier relationships, in the same scenario, you could have said that it could have been formed out of codependence because of a lack or what Jen Summer was saying to you? Would you say, yeah. would you say you've been in love multiple times? Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? Like, yeah. I would still say only twice, my husband and this one other person. Jen Summer, I'm saying to you, like, but yeah as young as I was I'd still look back and say yeah but it wasn't healthy in any way shape Mm. if if anything in most of my relationships I've got to be careful here yeah (laughs) actually I know that yeah they're more on me no they're more on me that Mm. I'm the one that yeah that's there's your answer okay Interesting. Right. Yeah. So for whatever reasons that they they've um experienced lack within their own lives, it's very much been that they've latched onto me and mm. I has to wow. be the nurturer, the encourager, you know, and sometimes it, it's left me empty because I've given, 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 and there's literally nothing left and it's it's I guess it's in somewhat similar to what um we spoke about the other week about you know being in a relationship where one person is active 
and one person is, yeah. is passive. It just seems to be, a, 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 I don't know, something that follows follows through with me for for most of my relationship. Now, I Charles, I I don't know why it's like that, but mm. that's yeah, that would be my answer. That it's probably so there is still there is maybe something there to still look into. Then I'm, yeah. you know what I mean, like because you're on the other side of it. If that makes sense. Like I said, I was still very independent, but. I know that the root of that is that I didn't want to be at home. So it, it got deeper than it ever mm. it never would have gone. It never would have gone there. I just wasn't that girl. Like I remember like like even I was doing my driving. Like I was one of the first. I got my driving, um, my what's the word? License. Um, provisional. Got my provisional at 17, handed to me on my 17th birthday. So I started driving within like two weeks of turning 17 and went to part, went to go for my test by my 18th birthday, I remember and um failed and then did it a second time and failed and it broke me like I can't even describe to you like it was just felt like another thing I was failing at but I remember this guy he passed his test and then I just stopped driving didn't care because it was like well I'm with you all the time so I don't need to drive so I didn't care to drive and then the moment we broke up I was like oh how am I how am I getting about I, I need I need to like something as small as that I parked because I was with this guy and I was with him all the time. So I didn't need to worry about my driving anymore. Like that's, I now look back and realize there was such a level of dependency. In that, mm, area. And that is not you. I mean, that is not me. That is, where did that come from? You know, when, I, when we broke up, I remember like literally having like two months to pass my testing before my theory was going to run out, my theory, which is the online thing or whatever. Yeah. And um, failing again. Like, and then, you know, overstrippedness. And then it hit this, I remember um, booking it and it was like two days before it was about to run out again. And I, I drove terribly. I drove because I had all this pressure on myself to just feel like I was achieving in something. I wasn't, I just felt like a failure at that season in my life. Like, and I remember like, it was a black guy and he just turned to me and was like, you need to brush up on this. You need to brush up on this, but I'm passing you, man. And I was like, like and I literally had tears in my eyes. I was like, Thank you. Like, you know, like, and it's like, you can drive, man. And it was like, the, that was the in the beginning of starting to find me again, even though I was only 19 years old, you know, like, but those moments, like, play such an integral part in even who I am today, how I navigate my conversations with my son. But I'm aware that we're about to hit that next season of his life. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. But sis, you was going to say something. What did you want to say what was I going to say I was just going to say like I don't necessarily have experience Mm -hmm. in that but I just guess all of this just makes me think about just how important your parents are because for me you know the same man for those who maybe have just listened today me and Nats have the same parents we are actually blood sisters and when I was thinking about you know wanting to be with someone I instantly was looking for somebody like my dad and you know somebody that had traits like my dad and I can see some so many similarities in Chris that were in my father you know really servant-hearted loved to help people really look after me you know I would watch my dad drop people home all the time drive here there and everywhere serving people and you know Chris Chris and I uh, Lived, Chris lived in Luton I lived in London when we were you know dating and he would literally drop me home I'm just giving examples of how much similarities I would see in Chris and you know in my dad even with Talia now just kind of watching their bond you know I guess maybe if some people think you know I want 
my daughter to be, I want her to be a mummy's girl or daddy's girl, whatever, however that turns out, I want my husband to be the apple of her eye because I want her to know that she gets that love first. And I'm not saying we never had that love now from daddy, that's not the point, but it's just highlights how much kids, we, they need their dads, they need their moms. And it's like, even in that moment that when you were saying, when he broke your heart, you just needed a hug from your daddy. You just needed daddy to say, it's okay now. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you raising that because um, as we've said, we're sisters, but I was the first one, and I would say this till the beginning of time. I was the guinea pig. I was the guinea pig in every one of these stages. And actually, my dad took a very different approach with my sister. He did. He I should really share that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't talk to me about boys. I, in all honesty, unfortunately, he found out about this boyfriend as a result of me having a situation in my college. And I remember going on the bus with him to college. He was coming down to have a meeting over the situation, and in my mind, knowing it's gonna come out today. It's gonna come out. You need to say something like. And the words would not leave my mouth. I could not tell my dad, like, because of how strange this bond was, was of ours, I could not tell him I had a boyfriend. And I never forget, like, being in this meeting and, you know, like, this head of year or whatever was like, so, you know, Natalie, the young man that like, came to your defence, I believe he's, he's your boyfriend. And, and I just remember my dad turning, and, you know, like Superman when he had, like, the red eyes, like, that's what it felt like, like, the, the, the and I didn't even turn, I was like, yes, like, and I, I never forget, like, when we left him, you know, my dad was very strict when we was young, and he, I remember him just saying to me, it's cool to when you get home, like, and just, you know, the whole day you can't function, because you know you're going to get it when you get in, and I remember when we finally spoke and it was like, how do you think that made me feel as a dad to hear that information? I was like, but you're not seeing the other sides of the coin. Like it's because of how you are with me. What I could not tell you. And he just kind of pins it up and just being disrespectful. And it was not me trying to disrespect. I just, those words would not leave my mouth. And then I'd never forget my sister starting college. And I, I remember being upstairs and hearing my dad call her randomly one day. He's like, what is it? And the guy's like, you're at college and he, So even though he hasn't acknowledged those pitfalls or those little mistakes of me, he definitely took a different route of openness and, you know, with Charlene being the younger one. And that, I think, still helped to shape her latter years as a teenager. Do you understand what I mean? And so it, it, it's different. And like I said, I take note in all of these areas as to how I raise my children and and the impact. So, you know, we can't control every narrative. I, I would love that when they're older, it's like my mum was the best mum in the world. And you know what I mean? Like, we can't control that, but I'd like to believe that I'm doing my best to create a, a holistic, you know, mm-hmm. um, element to their, their nurturing, their care, their advice, my how strict I am, like in everything. Do you understand what I mean? But I want ultimately that they know that home is a safe place. Mummy's a safe place. Daddy's a safe place. And there's nothing we can't talk about, you know? And I need them to be affirmed from the home first um, and, not in, and not have to look for it elsewhere. Even though I wasn't looking, I did not look for it, but just found myself in a situation so just yeah. to tag on that night it is mad because yeah I remember when I was going out with you know things like yeah. in college and I know like looking back now my dad did not like him I remember when we were going to the prom and we went to my dad 
picked him up to take us to the prom. And right. this particular person who I was going out with, his mum was lovely and his mum really loved me. And she wanted to meet my dad. And my dad was like, no, I'm not meeting anyone today. I was like, daddy, but she's, she's there. She wants to meet you. But I was like, I'm gonna get out of the car. Let's just go, just tell, tell, tell him to come in the car so I can drop you. Like, you know, that, that protectiveness. And now I'm a parent, I get it. Like he did not want me to be that person, but he definitely took a different route, a different, a different yeah. you know, method with me. Like he didn't, he, I felt okay to tell him and he knew I was at the person, you know, I would go visit him, I'd hang out at his house. And no, when I think about how strict my dad was, he really softened, but that didn't last. That was a silly relationship. We didn't need anything. But yeah, he definitely learned from you, Nats, your experiences and how he dealt with you. But it was all good. Oh gosh, that was, a, that was an interesting one, boy. <laughs> Dissy, you're the first one to cry on the Free Bumps podcast. Um, yeah, clearly. It, it was, it, my eyes got wet. I didn't actually cry. My eyes just got a bit wet. <laughs> a little bit emo. <laughs> just a bit, just a tad bit emo. A bit but, emo. You know what, it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, these are what shaped me. And it's like, yeah, I love my dad to pieces. But yeah, that, that season of my life is very, very, very... And it went on. Do you know what I mean? It, it shapes it very much has helped to form the version of Natalie that you know now. How I love, yeah. how I support, how I engage, like, yeah, it's, it's you know, and it also helped me even more so in how I chose a husband, how I, you know, there's lots of elements that shape that. Um, had to look at what was it I was paying attention to? What was I attracted to, you know, and why was I attracted, you know? But um, I would have preferred not to go through it. Personally, if I could look back, I would have preferred my teenage years to be a lot lighter and a lot less stress-free. But I think I grew up a lot faster as a result of that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But my eyes just got wet. That was listen. <laughs> your eyes got wet. Your eyes got wet and watery. But you know what? Why are we calling this open, honest, and free if we're not going to be open, honest, and free? Let the tears flow. And for anybody who's listening, you know diving into the past and doing soul searching is uncomfortable and it is you know it makes you feel vulnerable but I think the reward from it is so great because you can pinpoint certain things you can think oh that's why this happened etc etc so I encourage you ladies to do some soul searching of your own thank you so much for listening today to the three mums podcast ladies do you have anything else you want to say no I think like at the beginning I started with the question is it true love if it's formed out of codependence and I think the answer to that is it can be but it's not healthy and it most of you know doesn't mean that it can't last but it's not built on a firm foundation thank you so much for listening to today's episode make sure you follow us on all of our social media pages facebook instagram and twitter at three mums except for instagram which is three underscore mums and make sure you subscribe to us on youtube i have so many questions